right? I'm loving it. What's the slogan? Every little helps. Have a break, have a Kit Kat. <laughs> Ultimate driving machine. No? <laughs> Nobody got this one? Think different. Somebody did. And... Just do it. We all love a good slogan, don't we? Um, but if God had a slogan for prayer, and Mary's just been talking to us about prayer, if God had a slogan for prayer, I think it would be the same. Just do it. Just do it. Um, we are starting a series on prayer this morning. And I wonder what you think of when you think about prayer, you know, do you think of somebody getting up at like five o'clock in the morning and spending hours in prayer? Do all sorts of questions go through your mind about, you know, how should I pray? You know, do you have to kneel beside your bed with your hands together and your eyes closed? When's God going to listen to you? What do you do when you don't know what words to use to pray? Does it make any difference? You get intimidated when you hear other people praying. You know, maybe you're in a group of people and, and you're praying and somebody comes out with this massive, eloquent prayer and they're using all these fancy words and you just think, oh, I'm rubbish at praying. I do. <laughs> so many questions. What God actually says is, just do it. I want to hear you. I think so often, you know, if, if I get busy and I don't bother to talk to God, sometimes I'll sit down and I'll try and pray. And, and it, I can almost feel like it's, it's walking into this room and God's sitting there in an armchair beside the fire and he says, there you are. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. I just want to talk to you. I want to talk with you. We're talking about prayer, and if you look at Church Suite and look at the topics for the different talks, I'm supposed to be talking about prayers of supplication today. But, you know, immediately it starts getting couched in these religious or spiritual terms, doesn't it? Which is just rubbish, really. So... What we're actually talking about is having a conversation with God. That's all prayer is. Having a chat with God. Let's face it. Let's not make it complicated. A conversation with God and supplication is just asking God for our needs. Simple. Straightforward. So those are the two things that I'm going to talk about. Um, and I'm going to talk about the second one first. Asking for our needs. We all know how to ask for things. From the moment we're born, we know how to ask for things. A baby cries out because the baby needs something. It needs to be fed. It needs 
comfort. It needs warmth. Maybe it needs its nappy changing. <laughs> but it just cries out because it needs something. We all know how to ask for things that we want, right? And the truth is, pretty much everybody cries out to God eventually. Yeah, even if you have no real belief in God, eventually something happens and you cry out to God. Whether that's a, a crisis that you're facing and you just end up crying out to God. Maybe you're afraid of flying and you've got to fly somewhere and so you have a prayer before you get on the plane. Maybe there's, as we were hearing with Mary, a, a family member who gets really sick and all you can do is cry out to God. Maybe you've got a job interview, a job that you really want. And so you cry out to God for help. Maybe you're desperate to find a partner in life <laughs> and you cry out to God for help in desperation. In times of desperation, all of us end up crying out to God, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Because God loves to hear us. He loves it when we talk to him. Even when we're crying out for things that we need, even when it's sometimes pretty selfish perhaps, he still likes to hear from us. But the trouble is, as far as talking with God goes, as far as having some sort of conversation with him, there's a risk that we end up using God a bit like a, a divine vending machine. All we do is ask for something when we think we need it and we don't actually ever really start to engage with God properly. We think we can put our money in, say our prayer and get a result because God's good, right? And he is good, of course he's good. And there is nothing wrong with crying out to God when we need something. But we shouldn't perhaps be surprised when we don't always get what we need or what we think we need. Jesus died to restore our relationship with God. But it's not much of a relationship if it's one-sided and all we do is ask for stuff. Shouldn't be surprised either when sometimes the answer is going to be no. When I was a child, I used to love candy floss. Anybody else like candy floss? Ah, oh, there's a few of you. Good, good, yeah. Used to go on holiday with my parents in the summer. Uh, we, we had this caravan down in, in Pagham, and we often went down to, to the caravan, and we'd be walking along the beach, like walking along Bogner Beach, and then go up uh, on the seaside, and somebody would be selling candy floss. And I'd say to my parents, come on, can, can I have some candy floss? Please, can I have some candy floss? And they must have got so fed up with me because I was bugging them all the time for candy floss because I loved it. And most of the time, the answer was no. And I, I just didn't get it. It's like, you know, come on. It's not like it's expensive. <laughs> just give me some candy floss. I didn't know about, you know, dental decay and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I just wanted instant gratification. But my parents knew better. And once in a while they let me have some candy floss, but only once in a while. When we ask God for stuff, 
Sometimes our motivations are wrong. Sometimes we just don't understand what we're asking for. And sometimes God's going to say no. Because he knows the big picture. He knows what's good for us. I guess what we need to do is try and understand things from God's perspective, right? If we understand more about God's heart, the way he understands our heart, then our prayers might be a little bit more effective. So that kind of brings me on to the second point, which is what prayer really is. It's about talking with God, not talking at God, not talking to God, but talking with God. We, you know, we have to acknowledge there, there are so many things about prayer that we don't understand. It's a bit of a mystery still, prayer. But it's about God inviting us into the lottery numbers come out Saturdays, isn't it? So next, next Saturday, <laughs> next Saturday, I want to win the lottery. God, I, I really, I want to pray because if I, I could just do so much with that money and I believe I'm going to win the, the, the lottery. I really believe it. It's not going to happen. We can't blackmail God. What we have to do is try and understand God's perspective on things, God's heart, because if we start praying in line with God's will, then we'll see things happening. So prayer is about a two-way conversation. It's about getting to know God. It's about listening to God, and that's not always easy for us. Some people have heard God speak to them from time to time. I never have. I've never heard an audible voice that I could identify as God. But God speaks to us in so many different ways and we have to listen to God. That's the crucial part. We've got to listen to God. The disciples asked Jesus how they should pray, right? This is recorded in, in Matthew's Gospel and in Luke's Gospel. The, the disciples said to Jesus, how are we supposed to pray? And in Matthew's version of it, I think, uh, Jesus says to the disciples, look, when you pray, don't make a big thing out of it. It's, it's nothing that you need to put on a show about. What you need to do is just go somewhere quietly. Go somewhere quietly and talk to God. And this is how you should do it. And this is the model that Jesus said for, for prayer. And there's nothing special about this. There's no magic formula here with prayer. But it's a good example, isn't it? That, that's about half the Lord's Prayer that we know and we say quite often. I just want to point out that we don't actually get to saying anything about our needs until it's about halfway through the Lord's Prayer. So the first bit is really important. Jesus said to his disciples, when you pray, pray like this, our Father in heaven. And you just think about that for a minute. How utterly radical is that? That we get to go into God's presence and we can say to him, Father, Father God. Jesus says that's your relationship with God. He is your father. 
He's not a distant, disinterested God. He is your heavenly Father. What a privilege. What an absolute privilege to be able just to come into God's presence and say, Father God, Father, I know I can pour out my heart to you because you are my Father. You love me. You want the best for me. Hallowed be your name. Holy be your name. We want your name to be holy. You are a holy God. We remember that God is different. We remember that God is holy, that his ways are higher than our ways, that he knows much better than we do what we need, what's needed in any situation. Your kingdom come. God is in the process of making his kingdom come, right? There will be a new heaven and a new earth. Everything will be recreated, redeemed. That's the promise of the cross and the resurrection. But God says, I want my kingdom to come right here and now and I want you to be part of that. I want you to be helping me. That's what we were created for. Your will be done on earth now as it is in heaven. God is ruling supreme in heaven and he says to us, come and be a part of my rule and my kingdom now on earth. Let's change things. Let's be radical here on earth. And it's both sort of aspects of of prayer, of conversation with God, understanding what God is inviting us into, trying to understand God's heart for it all. Knowing God's heart. And it's fine that we're not always going to know God's heart. It's absolutely fine that at times we just don't know the right thing to pray for. And we say to God, I don't know what your heart is, but I I ask you, God, to show it to me. I ask you to be in this situation. I ask you to change this situation. The Bible tells us that Jesus is now sitting before God praying for us. The Bible tells us that the spirit that we have prays alongside us. We don't have to worry about getting it wrong at times. We don't have to worry about asking for the wrong things. What we need to do is just try and match our heart to God's, to find out God's heart. When we don't hear God's voice, it's not always easy. But one simple way of doing that is just to spend a few minutes, and again, this isn't a magic formula, but a few minutes just focusing on a couple of verses from the Bible that tell us something about God. So an example, Psalm 33, verses 4 and 5. For the word of the Lord holds true. We can trust everything he does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. Could spend just a few minutes thinking about those verses. Thinking about what that means. The word of the Lord holds true. We can trust everything he does. 
everything he does we can trust. We take things to him, we ask for his help, we can trust him 100%. He loves whatever is just and good. What does the Lord require of me? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. God loves whatever is just and good. Tells us something about where we need to be, right? The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. Wow. This is who we're invited to sit down with and say, Father, Father, the, the God who flung the stars into space, his love fills the earth and we can sit down and we can say, Father God, Father God, So you can just spend a little bit of time trying to understand God's heart. And it becomes more of a two-way conversation, right? We're not just presenting all our requests to God, but we're finding out a bit about Him. I want to finish just by saying, I've, I've read a lot of books about prayer. A lot of books about prayer. This is a book that I read uh, probably about six months ago, 12 months ago. It is one of the best books I've ever read about prayer because it is so down to earth and so practical. So if you want one book to read, it's only a short book, I would recommend this one, You Can Pray by Tim Chester. It's so encouraging and it's so practical. But I wanna just read a little bit from the book, a couple of little passages. I'd love to be able to put this better than Tim Chester does, but I can't, so I figure I may as well just read what, what he wrote in the book. So, at one point in the book he says, perhaps this morning you found a moment to pray. What happened in that moment? Perhaps you tried to find a quiet spot, but you could still hear the children shouting, or the TV was blaring out, or the radio was going. You tried to focus on God, but you kept circling back to the problems of your day. You tried to say something, but it sounded rather pathetic. After a couple of minutes, your mind had wandered. You gave it another go. You prayed for a couple of friends and asked God to bless the mission of your church. Maybe you weren't sure what to do next. Feeling guilty, you gave up. All of this may be true, he says, but it's not the whole truth or even the main truth. This is what really happened in that moment. The Lord of the universe looked on you and saw his child. He welcomed you into his presence at that moment. You may have been sitting on your sofa, but as you prayed, you stepped into the courts of heaven to stand before the ancient of days. You may, have, you may have felt your sin and unworthiness, but the Father only saw the righteousness of his Son. You may have felt the inadequacy of your prayers, but in your faltering words, the Father heard the echo of his Son. All your confused and selfish motives were purged by the blood of Jesus. Your prayers 
were transfigured into the most beautiful words. As you spoke, the Father's heart filled with joy. The Father gave his Son so that he could enjoy moments like this with you. Isn't that amazing? Your prayers are a delight to God the Father. He hears them through his Son. He looks on you and delights in you. Don't think you must work hard to pray well. Don't feel guilty about not praying for a long time each day. Enjoy the relationship with the Father that you have in Christ. God the Father loves to hear us pray. God the Son makes every prayer we utter pleasing to God. God the Holy Spirit helps us as we pray. And God says, just do it. Just come and have a conversation with me. So that's my challenge for all of us. Let's just do it. Let's get on with having conversations with God. And let's see what a difference it's going to make to us as a church over the next few months. Amen.